Hello, everybody, and welcome to the October 15,000-point edition of Peaceful Globalist Review. I'm your host, the Peaceful Globalist, Efron Josine. And ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, we covered Donald Trump getting COVID. Since then, several more people have announced that they have it, most notably uh, Press Secretary Kayleigh McDonald's. Uh, that is her real name, by the way. I've checked. Uh, <laughs> she actually called her work essential, might I add. Like, seriously, she called it essential. She called being press secretary essential. I cannot get over that. I really cannot get over that. Tom Tills has it. Chris Christie has it. Tons of people have it now. Like, an unbelievably huge amount of people. Uh, and here's how Donald Trump has responded to people getting it. Again, some of which are even his own aides. Well, prepping for the Cleveland debate, uh, they include driving around a circle around the medical center he's supposed to be staying in, uh, while in a bulletproof car with his Secret Service. That actually got him criticism from his Secret Service. And what you have to do to get criticism from your Secret Service, I mean, wow, guys. Just wow. Like, those people are basically designed to be robots. And if they're anonymously criticizing you, even if they're anonymously criticizing you, you've screwed up. Uh, he's also announced on Twitter, I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Might have mentioned it's only after we've had it for four days. Meanwhile, COVID comes in waves. We wouldn't even know how bad it is until roughly the ninth day, unless he's already had it for longer than we've suspected. Uh, Biden is also polling all of his negative ads related to Donald Trump while he has COVID, which is a gentlemanly thing to do. It's also a really stupid thing to do. I mean, these are the same people who made fun of Hillary Clinton for contracting ammonia. Back literally four years ago to the day of Trump catching COVID, he was out there insulting Hillary Clinton for getting ammonia for a little bit of her campaign. You guys really think that if Obama had gotten Ebola, or swine flu even, we wouldn't have heard the end of it. We really, no, we would have never heard the end of it. And Joe Biden is seriously considering not pulling, or not running negative ads. While this is going on, this is the perfect time to run negative ads. Just to say, Donald Trump thinks he's most qualified to respond to the COVID pandemic. However, he's caught COVID. Joe Biden has not caught COVID. And he will make sure you don't either. That's all you need to do. That is all you need to do. And you will win like 40 states. You will. You'll win like 40 states. Okay? That's the only thing that Joe Biden would need to do. And he's not even doing that. He is not even doing that. But I want to read to you a headline back from May. This was from Mediate. CNN airs shocking before and after photos of healthy nurse who contracted coronavirus. It's just undeniable. CNN on Wednesday aired the shocking before and after photos of healthy San Francisco nurse who spent six weeks in the hospital after contracting the coronavirus Wednesday. This is Mike Schultz, 
about a month before he got sick on the left, then on the right in the recovery ward several weeks later. CNN Brianna Keller explained. He told BuzzFeed that before he fell ill, he worked out almost every day and he was a healthy 190 pounds. Well, he's now 140 pounds and his lung capacity is slowly coming back, but it really took a hit through this. This was a really healthy guy. He was in his 40s, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it said. Um, I don't, Actually, I don't remember if they gave his age. But this was a really young, really healthy guy. He turned from a bodybuilder to he looked like he was in a death camp. Like, wow, he was disturbingly skinny. I mean, oh my god. Like, oh my god. Look up the article for yourself if you don't believe me. He went from this really ripped dude, like really ripped, okay? He has a six-pack even. That's how you know he's ripped. Dude, he, still, he still has the muscles, don't get me wrong, but it looks like his body, like, is dis not disintegrating. What's the word I'm looking for? Not, not amputating. Um, it looks like his body is losing its own nutrients. Okay, it looks like it's eating itself. It looks like it's in starvation mode. Honest to God, it was really disturbing. Now, that man is younger than Donald Trump. Okay, by several decades. And for that matter, I assume he's also much healthier than Donald Trump. Now, I'm not gonna pick a fight with Donald Trump's personal dietitian. I mean... Hey, me and him have very similar tastes in food. We both are giant fans of fast food. We are. We both love fast food. We both love Diet Coke as well. I'm a huge Diet Coke fan. Donald, I would totally drink a Diet Coke with you. I really would. I really would. I love that stuff. I, I don't consider that a particularly healthy diet, though. Okay? And then, let's see exactly how Donald Trump looks. And there was this picture posted by Aaron Rupert on Twitter, who's normally a really smart guy, who I've used clips from before several times. And the before and after of Donald before and after COVID is Donald Trump with and without makeup. Now, let me explain something to you guys. I've been in production before, okay? And when you're in productions, one of the things they do is they put a lot of makeup on you. They, for lack of a better term, darken your face. Okay? Now, the reason they do that is because of all the lights, essentially making it so if you aren't wearing makeup, you look like a ghost. You look very pale. Donald Trump looked like he walked on stage without makeup, and he caught a pandemic-level virus. That has killed 200,000 Americans. And we're just all supposed to sit here and passingly accept that. We're just all supposed to sit here and not believe anything bad is happening. And mind you, his doctor at Walter Reed has been repeatedly caught lying. He said today that Donald Trump hasn't had a fever in 72 hours. Um, Dr. Sean Connie, I believe is what his name is. And we know that's wrong. We absolutely know that's wrong. He said that answering questions about the president's lungs would violate HIPAA, which might be true if the president 
actively said that he didn't want those questions answered, but still a really weird response. And for that matter, we know from Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, that essentially everything the doctor told the American public was a lie to make him look better. So we don't actually know what condition Donald Trump is in at the moment. We don't even really know if he even had COVID right now. We really don't. We don't. That's how little we know about the president's health at the moment. We genuinely do not even know whether or not he has COVID-19. It's very possible he doesn't. It's very possible he lied to all of us. I read you guys a tweet from Joy Reid, the MSNBC host, saying that she had people in her life who genuinely did not believe it. I sympathize with those people. I really do. I am so used to seeing this president lie, and I've been going after his lies for for months now, that my first thought when I saw this was, how do I know he's not lying again? How do I honestly know he's not lying? And I just can't. I honestly can't. And there are so many conflicting reports that contradict each other that just absolutely, positively contradict each other regarding how the president's doing. Here's just one. Here's just one. He said that he's doing amazing, that he's doing great, that he's recovering quickly. But we know the medication he's taking is specifically used for stronger cases of COVID-19. His doctors were saying they were cautiously optimistic over the weekend. And now, a couple days later, all of a sudden, nope, nope, he's able to go free. Is he going to be quarantined in the White House? Are they building a second ICU in the White House? We genuinely don't know. We genuinely do not know at this moment what the president's actual state is. And, and look, and look, it's easy to make fun of the mainstream man who's been focusing over weird aspects of Trump's life, like how he eats his steaks. Remember that story? That nobody took seriously, by the way. That was basically just a meme among some of the population. And you had another sector of the population that was like, Why are we talking about this? We should be talking about the important things. Um, well, one of those important things, might I ask, Hillary Clinton. Dude, it's been like a year. Well, it was a year by that point. And now it's been like three. Uh, it's been almost four. It's been almost four. It's been almost four years. Uh, <laughs> or for that matter, he drinks a dozen Diet Cokes a day. You know what? I'm with him on that. I, I, That's like the one thing me and Donald Trump agree on, is that we both like Diet Cokes. And neither of us know Tiffany Trump's birthday. That's the other thing we agree on. <laughs> We're not 100% different people. We're just 99%. Just high, 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 99%. Those are the two things we have in common. But no, we need to know the state of the president. We do. We really do. Especially considering COVID can give dementia-like symptoms in older patients. And Donald Trump is 74 years old. Okay. So we need to know how his mental health is going as well. 
I don't know, will they be covering this up like they did with Reagan when he got Alzheimer's? Well, within his... I, I've been read some reports that say it started within his first term, but he hit it very well. And then later on, it's just everybody else kept hiding it. Um, I don't know, will they hide it just like they did with Ronald Reagan when he got Alzheimer's during his presidency? I can't say for sure, but I'm just going to say right now, either assume the best that Trump is lying to us regarding COVID, yeah, that's the best for him, not for us. Or assume the worst that he's already dead and he's being propped up weekend at Bernie style. The, just either one, either one is possible, truth be told. Anyway, uh, here's a local news story. Officer kneels on pregnant woman's back during arrest in Missouri. This is from NBC. Activists are calling for a police officer in Kansas City, Missouri, to be fired after show video showed him kneeling on a pregnant woman's back as he arrested her. How pro-life of him, might I add. Uh, let's be real here. Republicans are going to ban kneeling before they even consider, consider doing anything about this. And might I add, this is actually a perfect irony. I forgot to mention this last segment. But Donald Trump's COVID treatment contains stem cells. You think Mike Pence would approve of me getting stem cells? You think Amy Coney Barrett, the pro-life extremist, who considers that a good thing, by the way, would approve if I got stem cells in my COVID treatment? No, they don't want that. That's actually a common theme on uh, Catholic Twitter. They say, if they create a COVID-19 vaccine and it has stem cells, I'm not taking it. Of course, I agree with them. I won't be taking it either. Not for the same reasons, mind you, but I genuinely wouldn't be taking it. Here is what I find the most amusing. You think this guy's going to get any punishment? No, no, he's not. Despite the fact that could very badly screw up the fetus, might I add. If not, kill it. Uh, protesters gathered in support of 25-year-old Daja Stalling outside Kansas City Police Headquarters on Friday. Cell phone video of the pregnant woman's arrest Wednesday night showed an officer put his knee to her back as he handcuffed her. The most recent act of brutality of a pregnant woman and unborn child is another example of cultural of the culture of brutality, callousness, and disregard for a citizen's life said Kevin Wolfolk with the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Now, let me tell you, I probably disagree with this guy. Just taking a guess out there on a lot of things. Uh, he is right, though, for the record, that you shouldn't kneel on the back of pregnant women. Especially, what was she actually doing? This even says what it is in the article. Mind you, these are the same people who think that you can't even abort a rape baby. You can't even abort a crack baby. You can't even abort an incest baby. Uh, maybe some of them will allow it if you're actually in danger. If the pregnancy could actually endanger you. And mind you, I'm not a big pro-abortion guy. I'm not. I'm not a big pro-abortion guy. I've said in the past that if I could, I would replace any and all abortions with, well, I've called them neo-abortions. And what they would be is a 
essentially the same process, but once the fetus is out, instead of putting it into a medical waste dump, like they do now, you put it in an artificial womb. That's what I do. That's what I think would be best for this country. And then you put it up for adoption. Um, I mean, I think that makes sense. I, I genuinely think that does make sense, but no, no, you can't, you can't do that. A lot of these people, Amy Coney Barrett especially, are against artificial insemination and IVFs. And Tammy Duckworth tweeted out, well, how could you all applaud my child when you don't want him to have been born? And then Michael Knowles responded with, look, I don't want your child to have been, I, I'm fine with your child being born. I just don't like the process he was born by. That's like me saying, I have nothing against birth, I'm just against sex. That doesn't make any sense in the vast, 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 vast majority of cases. Um, so, no, you're fine with that child not existing then. And hey, there are children I'm fine with not existing. I'll be blunt with you. I genuinely think that if you do a cost-benefit analysis, the amount of children that have been produced through rape is not worth making rape legal. Okay, I'll admit that right now. And if a rape baby came up to me and said, so you think I shouldn't exist? I'd say, um, essentially, if you want to put it like that, sure. I think you shouldn't have gotten those, 20, those uh, 13 chromosomes you did from your dad, who's a rapist. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm fine with saying that. Okay? And if you are not fine with saying that, then why should rape even be illegal? Can anyone point to me to a consistent reason why you shouldn't say that, but why you should also be against rape? Anyone under the sun? Any Anyone? Uh, okay. No, no. Um, if you believe something is bad, you're accepting the consequences of that. And now we're seeing that you can just kneel on pregnant women, probably permanently damage the fetus, if not cause a miscarriage. And that that doesn't even break national news. This cannot and will be dis and will not be dismissed. Double assault on humanity," said Reverend Rodney Williams, president of Kansas City Chapel of the NAACP. Police say that cell phone video doesn't tell the whole story. Of course, it doesn't. <laughs> That's always their excuse. The cell phone video doesn't tell the full story. Uh, they shared surveillance video of the incident Friday. Officers are trying to arrest a man at a gas station when they say Stallings tried to hinder the arrest. She allegedly grabbed and touched responding officers and was arrested for physically interfering with the arrest. Well, okay. Okay, that explains... I guess that explains why she was on the ground. Still a little more forceful than I would have liked, but you can justify that if you want. Why were you kneeling on her? Why were you kneeling on her? You didn't answer that question. You didn't answer the question of why were you kneeling on this woman? Why were you? Any reason? Because there is a substantial difference between getting thrown down, which, by the way, depending on the stage of pregnancy, especially if we're talking early on, that could lead to a miscarriage still. 
that could still screw up really badly. The, the fetus. Um, that's why, like, you fall down the stairs, or someone punches you in the stomach. That is, that is really dangerous. In the very early stages of pregnancy. Now, mind you, by the second or third trimester, you don't really have to be as concerned about those things because it's more developed because it is a larger being that can still lead some damage, though. That can still, for instance, lead to some brain damage or some brain damage, but I can see the justification for that, I guess. Why were you kneeling on her? That's just unacceptable. That is, especially when in a post-George Floyd world, why were you kneeling on her in the first place? You're putting extra pressure. Look, for those who don't know the difference, lay down on your floor. Okay? Lay down on your floor. You don't think there's a difference. Okay? Now, get a heavy book. Okay? Lay down on the floor. And put that book over your back. That is the difference between just pushing someone towards the ground, which is still bad, which you still shouldn't do, and kneeling on them. That, that should be very disturbing. Disturbs me. The idea disturbs me to hell and back. And you could have caused a miscarriage. Congratulations, police officer. You could have caused a miscarriage. How do you feel? Anyway, last thing for tonight. Let's talk about the Federalists. If you don't know them, they're the news application ran by Ben Domino, the man who's married to Meghan McCain, who he called a bitch a year before they started dating. Uh, this was written by who wrote this? Uh, let's see. It's, it doesn't say if... Well, it does say if I could actually be bothered to full screen it, so I'm gonna full screen it, and then I'll see it. It was written by Matthew Cochran. That's really his last name. And by the way, I'm looking at this fellow right now. He looks very qualified to write the article uh, that he wrote. I just want to be clear. You have no idea how qualified he looks. He totally, totally does not look like Darth was just trying to be professional and in the process gave himself a, a haircut from an adaptation of Dracula. I forget which one. I forget which one. It's, it's the one that was called Bram Stoker's Dracula. I know, that narrowed it down great. It had a Sega CD game. That's the only thing I remember about it. One of the people in it was also in Bill and Ted. Okay? It was, it was for Coppola's version. It was Francis for Coppola's version. That's which version I was thinking of. He looks like he has the hair Dracula had in for Coppola's Dracula. And, and in the process, he has the face of, he has the face of Garth from, from Wayne's World. I will also occasionally call him Matthew Cockroach because that's very funny to me. I'm just nicknaming everyone today. Uh, <laughs> but this is the article he wrote that got him on the map. 
how strong women like Amy Coney Barrett submit to their husbands with joy. Leftists are attacking Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett for having a view of marriage entirely in keeping with a proper reading of the scripture. Now, mind you, I just want to say, if you are a woman listening to this and you submit to your husband, either because it's religious or that's just your relationship dynamic, or even if it's a fetish thing, I don't care. If it makes you happy, if it makes him happy, then you know what? I don't, then that's fine. That seriously is fine with me. And when the stories came out about Barrett submitting to her husband, my first reaction is, well, wait, that's a little bit weird to hear about a Supreme Court nomination. But you know what? If that's what she does at home, again, doesn't matter to me. Doesn't in the slightest bit matter to me. I'm being dead serious, and it could be for any reason. I know it's because she's Catholic, but even if it is, like, a fetish thing. You know what? That's fine. I don't care. I'm, I'm a progressive in this regard. Uh, <laughs> however, the absolute lengths some on the right went to to defend it was, in my opinion, very funny. Now that Amy Coey Barrett's nomination on the Supreme Court is official, Matt, it was official like a week ago. Where have you been? <laughs> His wife has been too busy submitting to him for him to keep track of the news. <laughs> first sentence, I'm already not even first sentence, first fragment. And I'm already laughing. Leftists everywhere are casting aspersions on her asparagus. Sorry, couldn't resist. At the wall to see what sticks. A few favorites include condemning her for adopting children. Well, I covered that scandal on Medium. It wasn't just that she had adopted children, it was that she had adopted children from Haiti. A nation with such bad standards for human trafficking that the U.S. government's officially said that they barely even count as trying. Or expressing outrage that Republicans would push a nomination when Democrats don't control the outcome. Yeah, guess who started that rule? Rule, giant quotes. Guess who made up that rule? Whole cloth. Uh, the most interesting smear, however, regards feminine submission, or feminine submission, an apparent teaching of Barrett's faith group, People of Praise. It's silly to suggest that submission holds back women. What do you think the word submit means? When, you when your example is being considered for one of the highest offices in the United States. Okay, yeah, I guess that's kind of fair. It was more just shocking, I think, in large part because she was considered that. Like, if this was just about a Catholic group that even went full-on Stepford-wise, which they don't, by the way. Most Catholic groups do not go full-on Stepford-wives. Or, um, then, you know what, that wouldn't have been all that interesting. But it's the fact that one of their members is getting nominated for the Supreme Court that actually does make that a little interesting, in my opinion. Like, what does her husband think of this? How does that play with their family dynamic? I actually would be interested in hearing that. Now, if Barrett doesn't tell us, that's fine. It's her life. She doesn't have to tell us anything. But just throwing it out the door and saying, well, you shouldn't even consider this interesting. Why not? Why not? That's actually, I, I would kind of like to know more about this. 
Um, but silly or not, it does reveal the need for a broader conversation on the subject. I'd like to say it's just those darned... You can swear on the internet, Matthew. Pagan liberals, yes, uh, most don't notice gender equality was invented by pagans, who hate the biblical teachings that wives are to submit to their husbands. Yes, when I see that, I get very, very angry. Most don't know. And by the way, I'm a secret pagan. For those who don't know, I, I am a secret pagan. It's not so much a secret anymore that I've loudly revealed it, but I need to go to my pagan ritual after this, and what do they think pagans do? Um, use the phrase Mother Earth, I guess? I don't actually know what pagans do. Um, <laughs> but I get very angry when I see that verse in scripture. When I just randomly am flipping through the Bible for no reason. Uh, but the fact is, feminist, feminism has finished its long march through the institutions, and most conservatives have been indoctrinated to hate this teaching as well. No, not, not really. No matter where one falls in the political spectrum, if your cultural roots are shallow, handmade is going to make you think of handmaid's tale becoming a reality, rather than blessed Virgin Mary submissively identifying herself as the handmaiden of the Lord at the annucation. I probably pronounced that wrong. I'm sorry, but uh, paganism, for those who don't know, bans correctly pronouncing certain words. I have to mispronounce at least six words a show, guys. I really do. Otherwise, I'm kicked out of the exclusive pagan club. And they have free sandwiches. Or sandwiches. There, just got another one, and boom! <laughs> yeah, shaka like a ding dong. <laughs> Is it the shoes? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> getting to the heart of the matter. This controversy is about something bigger than the people of praise or merit. Yes, it's about God. Whether it requires us to defend the most hated Bible verse in America, the very one that triggered so many of us who grew up indoctrinated with a rational fear of masculine authority. I, I do want to say that as a pagan liberal, as a formerly secret pagan liberal, who cannot even pronounce Christian words right, I do absolutely fear masculine authority. I want to make that clear. I see a masculine authority figure, and I just, like, get really afraid. <laughs> and then uh, there's the verse. It's Espetherians. Again, I had to pronounce that wrong. Otherwise, I would have been kicked out of the free of the pagan club, and I wouldn't have gotten my sandwiches and cock and bepis. Wait, cock's an actual word. Conk. Conk. Yeah, my conk and my bepis. And I need that stuff to continue living. Okay? I just do, guys. Contrary to what some Christians try to assemble, these verses mean exactly what they say. They are not controversial because they are difficult to understand, but because they are simple. The key is Paul's comparison to the church's submission to Christ, a comparison so important that he makes it three distinct times in the sentence. Um, oh, wait, three distinct times in three sentences. Sorry, I was going to actually count the sentences. How then do Christians submit to Christ? Not as mindless automatons. Again, had to pronounce that wrong. 
but as people with agency and intellect to align ourselves with our Lord's purpose. Actually, historically, no, it was just mindless automatons. And that's why it was very common in the Christian world. Now, mind you, it was very common throughout most of history for the vast majority of the population to be illiterate. But women especially were basically just taught, you know, be illiterate, serve your husband. There are verses in the Bible that say that if a man rapes a woman, she is to marry him. And you're really telling me there isn't some aspect of mindlessness to this? Really? Are you, are you really going to tell me that? You're going to sit there and try and say that? No, no, that's ridiculous. Everything about that idea is ridiculous. Um, and by the way, yeah, you do, to some extent, have to be a little mindless about it. That, that's why phrases like, God works in mysterious ways, are so popular among Christians. Because there is this aspect of, I don't understand it, but I just can't think about it. If I think about it too hard, then nothing about it will make sense. Or, no, not necessarily to that extent, but you guys know what I mean. You guys know what I mean. I mean in the sense of, there is some mindless worship going on. I'm sorry, but there is. Um... We do not bury our talents, but creatively devote them to his kingdom. Wait. Oh my god. Did Matthew Cockroach not capitalize his? Don't you know, Matthew Cockroach, that when referring to God, you're supposed to capitalize the H? Sounds like you aren't submitting to him. Sounds like you're a bad Christian. Oh. You couldn't see, but I was just doing the finger gun thing. Uh, you know the finger gun thing, right? You guys see my point here. My point is this article was probably very shoddily written. Uh, according to his instruction, he did it again. And with the gifts with which God has equipped us, that is precisely how wives are to submit to their husbands. This profound transgression um, transgresses American feminists' indoctrinations or inclination, sorry, but it's nothing to be afraid of. These words from God, repeated by Paul in his letters to Colossus, yeah, I, I think that's six. I think that's six, so I am safe now. And by Peter in his first espital, that one was for extra credit, and meant for good for of women and men alike, controversial or not, the common objections against submission are less compelling than we might think. At least once we pause to consider them instead of reflexively protesting. Anyway, I nearly deleted this audio, so I just wanted to inform you that this article is very mediocre, and as such, I decided to actually check Matt E. Cockroach's Twitter. Only to then get lost on Not the Bee's Twitter page. Because it turns out his Twitter has 600 tweets, which was created six years ago. And his avatar is blank. He doesn't have a profile picture. It makes me realize you guys have no idea how much I miss eggs. Like, you remember eggs? I remember eggs. Oh boy, do I remember eggs. Um, there are, of course, people mocking him. One person just posted his face. Who can blame him?
another person asked, has anything non-inflatable ever submitted to you, Matt? I didn't think so. That is a fair point. And to end, I am going to give quite possibly the greatest response. I'm guessing Matt is Signal. Or Signal. 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 Yeah, Signal. Folks, I have mispronounced enough to officially become the top pagan. How do you all feel? Thank you for joining me along this accomplishment. <laughs> I'm Ephraim, or I'm Ephraim Josephine, and good night.